Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday, where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week we're airing a message entitled, Misunderstood and Overlooked. And in this week's message, the preacher will bring a lesson from the Bible that is a true Bible study. Sometimes we read through the Bible and come upon areas that might be hard to understand. Well, this week the preacher will take some of those very areas and enlighten the listener. And often these areas aren't as hard to understand as we make them, and a lot of times they hold exciting and encouraging Bible truths that we can use to grow. And we pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. If you would like to hear today's message again, or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. And David was fired up and said, isn't there a cause? Somebody's got to take this guy on. And so they are mocking David. They are mocking Israel. And they're saying, look, our blind and lame could defend this city. Our soldiers could walk away and we could send our blind and lame to the walls and you couldn't get in here. Now, that turned out to be a challenge. And if you look at verse 8, David's reply in verse 8 does not mean he hated all the blind men and the crippled people. David was referring to the boast that the Jebusites had made, and he hated that boast, and they're ridiculing the power of God. In other words, it is said in sarcasm. It was adopted by David's men. So what does David and his men do? They say, hey, guys, okay, let's go whip the blind and the lame. Let's go take the city, reminding themselves of the mockery of the Jebusites. Doesn't that kind of thing get them fired up? How often you see that in sports? You know, some guy on the other team will will mouth off against the other team, and, and the coach will take the newspaper article and pin it right on the bulletin board for everybody to see just to get them fired up. was with uh, Josh Brandt the other day. And uh, do, you, do you have that knife on you now? You don't have it with you? You can bring it in this church. <laughs> Did you tell me it's legal in Idaho or illegal? Legal-ish. I love it. I love it. That's the kind of knife you want, legal-ish. Well, it's a, it's a full-on switchblade. This is just a little, this is a flip blade. I have fun with it, but I'm getting one of those. I'm getting one. In fact, I want one of those military ones that he got. And uh, on it, I noticed he was showing it to me, and I was playing with it, and it said, the infidel. Now, where did that come from? Did, did, did the army just decide that, you know, we're a bunch of infidels? Where did they get that from? Where did they get that from? They were running through the dictionary and just decided they liked that name, infidel? No, we're, we're at war right now. Who are we at war with? Yeah, the jihadists. And, and, and it's a different kind of war than we've ever fought. There's no battle lines. There's, it, it could be anywhere at any time uh, on our home soil, somewhere else. I mean, we, we all get it. We've been living with it since, since 9-11, right? And so you know what they just decided? <laughs> they just put the infidel on those knives. Hey, that's what they think of us? Okay, that's what we are. The infidels are coming. That's what you're looking at here. That's what you're looking at. I, I played in a, in a weekend uh, 
tournament about 10 years ago on a semi-pro team out in, in McCall. It's, it's disbanded. It's no longer there. It was the McCall Mountaineers. And uh, mostly ex-steelheads and some active college players. And um, we were going to play a Friday, Saturday, uh, two-day against them up in McCall. And it was this junior team. Junior is next step to going, you know, lower pros like the Steelheads. And these kids were younger, and they really were hot shots. They called themselves the Rattlers. We called them the Rattlesnakes, you know. And uh, one of them made a boast that, oh, these guys are too old. We're going to skate them into the ice. I heard that. I started calling these guys, telling them, hey, Eddie, Troy Edwards, you're too old. Cal, Cal Ingraham, hey, did you hear what they said? You're too old. And pretty soon, we're in the locker room before the first game, and I could tell these kids on the other side were in trouble. <laughs> Look, a lot of these guys spend their weeks behind a desk. I get that. They weren't in as good a shape as they were at one time. But they can still play. And they know every trick in the book. We, had, we won Friday night six to nothing. We won Saturday afternoon, nine to nothing. I mean, it, it, you don't do that. And uh, one kid, uh, after a big pileup in front of our net, and uh, he got up and he looked at me, I looked at him, and I said, son, go back to the bench and tell your friends to respect their elders. <laughs> And that's all that's going on here. That's all that's going on. The Jebusite said, hey, the blind and the lame could defend this place. And David said, well, okay, let's go get the blind and the lame. That's all that's going on. All right, next one. Take your Bibles and go to chapter 6. Next chapter over. Next chapter over. And this one is found in chapter 6, starting in verse 1. And this one has to do with the ark of God. And in verse 1, the Bible says, Again, David gathered together all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000. And David arose and went with all the people that were with him from the battle, from, uh, from Bailey of Judah, to bring up from thence the ark of God, whose name is called by the name of the Lord of hosts that dwelleth between the cherubims. And they set the ark of God upon a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab that was in Gibeah. And Yuza and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, drave the new cart. And they brought it out of the house of Abinadab that was at Gibeah, according, accompanying the ark of God, and Ahio went before the ark. And David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instruments made of fir wood, even on harps and on psalteries and on timbrels and on cornets and on cymbals. And when they came to uh, Nacon's threshing floor, Yuza put forth his hand uh, to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen shook it. Now, what was this guy doing? The, the oxen were pulling the cart. Cart probably hit a rut somewhere. Keep in mind, this wasn't Interstate 84. And uh, the thing began to shake. Uzzah was probably concerned that the ark might fall, so he put his hand there to steady it. Any evil intent there? Okay, not a trick question. No, there wasn't any evil intent. He, he was trying to do a good thing. Verse 7, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and God smoke, smote him there for his error, and uh, there he died by the ark of God. 
Looks kind of severe, doesn't it? And David was displeased because the Lord had made a breach upon Uzzah, and uh, he called the name of the place Perazuzzah, which means the breach of Uzzah, to this day. Well, David wasn't really happy. And David was afraid of the Lord that day and said, How shall the ark of the Lord come to me? So David would not remove the ark of the Lord unto him into the city of David, but David carried it aside into the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. And the ark of the Lord continued in the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite three months, and the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. So what happened? Why was God so severe over this? Well, Again, a little bit of history, a little bit of background. Let's take our Bibles and go to the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 25. Exodus chapter 25. Why would God kill a man just for reaching out and putting his hand on a piece of furniture and trying to steady it because he was afraid it was going to come off the ark? Why, why would God do such a thing? Exodus chapter 25. And uh, God was very specific as to how the ark was to be transported. But I'm going to give you uh, one example of these instructions. Now, if we looked at the whole first 15 verses, we'd catch context here. He talks about this ark, and he talks about the, uh, the garment of the priest and the Urim and the Thummim. And, and if you look at verse 14, and you look at verse 14, and it says, And thou shalt put staves into the rings by the sides of the ark. So the ark was built in such a way that there, there were rings on each side, and then there were staves, wooden staves shoved through that extended beyond the ark in the front and the back. And the reason for this is given to us in verse 15, uh, verse uh, 14, that, that the ark may be what with them? born with them and and thou shalt put into the ark the testimony which i shall give thee and of course uh you had you had manna there which is miraculous the way the manna was preserved and some other things but the bottom line is when we look at other portions of scripture that coincide with this first kings chapter eight the lord told him that those priests were to carry the ark on their shoulders and they would be on those that four corners of the ark and it would be borne by those staves and human hands are you ready for this now we're not to touch it okay human hands were not to touch it those staves would go through those rings they would hold on to the staves and the ark would be we would be in the middle suspended by these poles these staves and the priests were to be on foot and they were to walk the ark to where it was to go. We want to thank you for joining us today for Treasures of Truth, and it is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, Misunderstood and Overlooked by Pastor Rick DeMichael. And in this week's lessons, we have been taken through some of those places in the Bible that seem to be difficult to understand, or maybe they are just completely overlooked. The Bible commands us to study the Word of God, and it's for good reason. Reading and studying the Bible will help us all grow closer to Jesus Christ. But if you don't know for sure that Jesus Christ is your Savior, then we encourage you to contact the offices of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and we will gladly help in any way we can. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, if you would like to hear this or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, feel free to visit our website at tvbc.com. 
tvbc.org. That's tvbc.org. You can also visit our YouTube page or follow us on Facebook for more information. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. And we would love for you to come join us in our services, which begin with Sunday school at 930, followed by the morning service at 1045. We also have a Sunday evening service at 545. And of course, all of the services have fully staffed nurseries available for young children, as well as interactive and exciting programs for all ages, including junior high, high school, and college age groups. And don't forget our Wednesday night service at 7 o'clock, which has the Master's Club program during the school year for the kids, and a Bible study at the same time for the adults over in the main auditorium. We hope to see you soon at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and may God bless you.